Hey, is this Lydia? Yeah. Hey, who is this? Oh, great. This is Megan. This sounds <laughs> a lot like last week's episode, which we said moments ago we weren't going to do, but that's fine because I was actually uh, reaching out because I feel a little bit vulnerable asking this. Um, is but- this a fundraising call? Oh my gosh, no. Because <laughs> if it were, it would sound so much better, hopefully. Okay, back uh, to your vulnerability. Back to my vulnerability. Whew. All right. I am calling asking if you would attend my sweet 16. Yeah, I would love to. You would? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes! This is the best. Especially because <laughs> I didn't really ask your consent beforehand um because it's it's happening i'm recording it this is our 16th episode oh so. my god oh yes yes party yes. time party time um was that a tort did i just tort did i just do something yeah. without consent it was negligent infliction of emotional distress but <sighs> that's okay i figured but let's that's just appropriate let's... because this is a torts episode we're gonna have a little because since it's the class that it's since it's the only class that we both have mm. in common um dear listeners we're gonna do a little study sesh i asked <laughs> it's something that she could explain to me she asked something i could explain to her and this week i'm gonna do my explanation and Next week, Megan's going to do her explanation. So you get a little preview into uh, what's going on in our minds as we prepare. But uh, we can start with just a little catch up. Yeah. So as per per use, I would, Lydia, more than anything in this world. Anything? I would like to hear about what the best part of your week was. What was your high? Um, So... It it was the first snow in St. Louis, and it was beautiful. It had been, like, kind of warm and humid the day before, and the flakes were just huge, and it was snowing for hours, and I was – I'm doing kind of, like, this opposite spring cleaning thing because it's, like, getting frigid, and I'm going to be in my house a lot. I'm kind of deep cleaning. I've never been one to stress clean. Um Anyone who's listening to this who's lived with me is going to be like, she's lying about this. But I'm not. You know, <laughs> I, I, they're going to be like, wow, really now? It <laughs> took you this long? <laughs> yeah. And they would be justified in thinking that. But yeah, while I'm listening to these review videos, I've been like, I clean like the inside of my microwave. Like, it's that level. And it's <laughs> kind of nice to be in like a really like cozy, clean house. And with the like snowflakes outside. And my friend Noam sent me this picture of this really beautiful bread he made. And it inspired me to make some bread. And the bread is fine. Like I'm not that good of a baker. <laughs> but getting to watch the dough rise for hours and then punch it after submitting your memo draft is like pretty great. I do recommend that. So just like just a lot of like quality alone time in my house is my high this week. That's a great high. I like I have I've never been to your house in St. Louis, but I have very vivid visuals in my mind Aww. about you just like punching dough surrounded by pretty art. <laughs> <laughs> I took a little uh, video of me punching the dough. I can send it to you. Why so like, haven't you? I don't I'm know. Offended I... that I haven't received it yet. <laughs> 
because I did it in slow-mo mode, but it's like, it's not an interesting <laughs> slow-mo video. It just looks like, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was going to be like really dramatic and it wasn't. It probably looks exactly how you imagine it because dough doesn't really bounce back. Like yeah. the best, the best slow-mo videos are something where you throw like a water balloon against someone's face mm-hmm. and you see it make contact and you think it's going to shatter, but it doesn't. It just sort of like morphs around their features. I feel like dough just sort of absorbs your fist and yep. then doesn't yeah, there's do no, like, anything. Ripples. It just it's just like fists straight into the bowl. <laughs> okay. I officially <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're forgiven for not sending me that video. <laughs> I'm still gonna now that you have asked now that we've brought it up, I'm gonna send it to you. Very good. What Very good. what's your what's your high for the week? Okay. I feel like I do this every week. I'm gonna cheat. And give you okay. like two or three highs. All right. <laughs> Why I, not? I, I clustered like several, the snow and the so. You did. You did. Um, and I wasn't going to call you on it, but since <laughs> you pointed it out. Um, okay. In no particular order, but low key a particular order. Uh, one, yesterday I had a very lovely coffee date with um, Dean Duncan who, if you've listened to the previous episodes, is one of our law school deans, one of our our law school's deans, um, who also has a podcast called Influential Motherhood. And she invited me to get coffee. Of course, I accept. Um, And she and I talked about podcasts. And she gave me really great insight on her podcast, which if you haven't yet Googled this, you should. Uh, you can just type in Influential Motherhood I'll Podcast. It. I'll link it yeah. on the blog. Yeah, we're going to link it on the blog. Um, it is so awesome. I mean, the content of the podcast is really interesting. I am not a mother, but I do find that there's quite a bit of crossover in content just about how to organize your life if you're busy. Um, anywho, we were talking. I asked her some pointed questions about how to record a podcast and you know, advertising a podcast and just sound quality on a podcast. And we had this really fun riff about, so I, <laughs> I doubt that any of her listeners are listening to this podcast. So I'm going to just give her away a little bit. She records her podcast in her closet. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. Like it's, she's surrounded by her clothes. So the sound doesn't really echo as much. Um, And it gave me this great idea that I was going to record my side of our podcast in my closet. Are you? So I hate to be the bearer of bad news. No, I am not (laughs) in the closet. But I had everything set up because I'm an idiot. Like, I didn't check beforehand. I just sort of set everything up with the intention of doing it. And then I sat down in my closet, surrounded by all the clothes. And only then did I realize that our air conditioning unit is in the closet. And so there's this omnipresent mm, sound and it would have absolutely picked up. So I I am back in the study with a blanket draped over my head. Uh, You know, we can't, we, some of us can have it all, but others can. So the meeting with Dean Duncan was awesome because it was just great to chat with somebody about, like a creative pursuit, um, especially somebody who shares this common denominator of wanting to work in law in some regard, because it does kind of sometimes feel like law and creativity 
like repel one another. Um, yes. So it it was really rad to just to talk about about I don't know like storytelling because that was one of her big things. She wanted to to have a podcast with storytelling, and I love storytelling. Anyway, it was very affirming. Um, yeah. Yeah. You got to Lydia, if you, co- if you come visit, I'm not going to say if, when you come visit, because yeah, I know when. you will. Yeah. Uh, we should try to get, we should all try to sit down with Dean Duncan because that'd be super fun. She, I think the three of us would have a, a hell of a time. It'd be fun. Yeah, that would be great. Um, okay. Second high, which was until I had coffee with Dean Duncan, this was going to be my firm, solid only high, but okay. Yeah, so opportunity number two to firmly apply my legal knowledge thus far the presented first itself. Being the name change clinic. Exactly. Yeah, the okay. first being the name change clinic. Um, I have signed up for and did the orientation for this um, project called People Not Property. And essentially, the project is going to the um the like office of deeds in greensboro and sitting down with and i'm like the literal original book of sales of deeds of slaves and transcribing these sales because they're written in very like kind of like ornate you know, handwriting, like think of like the most like loopy old text you can imagine. Um, It's the bill of sale of slaves in Guilford County, North Carolina, um, before the Civil War. And so there's this whole project where we are transcribing the, the text that's handwritten in these books into actual like databases. And therefore people are going to be like actual real people that lived in the South that were sold as slaves are going to be for the first time ever put onto, they're going to have an elect an electronic footprint of some kind. Um, and people will be able to like trace their ancestors and we're giving names to people that didn't before have any sort of like legal footing. Um, and so wow. part of, I've never had kind of project before so apparently right now in north carolina um the county that Asheville is in which uh-huh. i i can't remember at that county and and guilford county where greensboro is are the only two counties that are participating in this people not property project but i can go in and work on two deeds at a time and i can sit there and i can use this sort of legend that the people that had been working on it previously to me have created because there are certain like terms that are used within um within this book that would not necessarily register to a lay person or somebody who's reading it for the first time um yeah and I can't come up with one off the top because I actually I went to this training just last week so I haven't gone in yet um but I just thought what an amazing opportunity that would never present itself to me if I were somewhere other than the South. And it just kind of reaffirmed why I came to North Carolina for law school, because I wanted to work on projects similar to this that just were not like 
present in Southern California. And I mean, of course, Southern California and the Southwest like have their own set of things, but it's just, it's so different. I mean, I learned about slavery in a very kind of cursory way growing up. I learned a lot more about like Native American history. Um, And, you know, like the colonization of California and the missions, like that was a huge thing, but it's just, it's awesome to kind of deviate away from that. So huge high, very fun high. I mean, fun seems like a stretch, but But, (laughs) I see why being involved in that sounds meaningful for sure. Fun is the way, yeah. (laughs) Content, not fun. Right. Yeah, activity, very fun in a nerd way like getting to apply this particular set of skills onto this project. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not fun. Right. (laughs) Meaningful. Right. Meaningful. That's really neat. I have been, I've been slacking in my, in my volunteer work. You're inspiring me. What do you mean slack? Like what time do we have? (laughs) No slacking. Still, still um lows yeah we do this every week we set ourselves (laughs) up we should really start with lows and transition to highs uh well my my low is entertaining and it doesn't have a you'll see (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) okay um so saturday yeah saturday night no must have been Sunday. My memo, I turned it in. I felt pretty good about it. It's just the draft, but still, I turned it in. I was like cooking up a storm, as I mentioned. Had had my like freshly baked bread. Mm-hmm. Watching a Korean drama and just chilling out, not doing work. And I'm like, I've made this food. I know what's in the food, but I'm, I keep like smelling it because I'm like, why does this smell like fish like I don't eat Mm. fish I hate the smell of fish like I don't know if you remember I was like texting y'all when I was retching in my old apartment because I like couldn't like the smell had not dissipated from my my housemates (laughs) cooking fish I was like 2 a.m like in front of the toilet like dry (laughs) heaving (laughs) I don't actually remember that but I do remember you more recently texting me I think the first week of school saying in all caps, who microwaves fish in the common microwave at school? Oh my gosh, I had forgotten about that. Yes, someone <laughs> in my law school microwaved fish. I can't believe it. Um, so anyways, I'm just like smelling it. I'm like when I put the food close to my face, I don't smell it. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm guessing a neighbor's cooking fish. And I just like, I guess the smell can go through the walls, even though that's never happened with any other food. Maybe I'm just really, I'm obviously really sensitive to the smell. So whatever. I do not address it because what could I do? Continue watching my Korean drama. Then I look like my eye is drawn to the corner of the room where my light and my space heater have cut out. And I'm like, Oh no. Um, something must be happening over there. I like go look at the outlet and the outlet that they were both plugged into is smoking. So, oh, no. Yeah. I pull the plugs out of the outlet. The smoke stops, which is great. It had just been a little bit of smoke. And the smoke 
smells like fish. It's super bizarre. Um, I don't know what that's about. But so I'm like, okay, the smoke has dissipated. I think I have a couple minutes to just Google what to do in the case of an electrical fire because I'm not so stupid as to think that I should pour water on it like other fires, but I don't know what to do instead, especially because the wires are inside the wall. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm crouching in front of oh, this, like, no. on my own phone, like Googling like, <laughs> um, outlet smoking question mark electrical fire question mark <laughs> even the fish, fish smell question mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah fish um yeah the internet did tell me that that is a common smell associated with electrical fires which is so bizarre to me but um so the internet was like you know flip the circuit uh, and the circuit breaker so i leave the apartment satisfied that it was not currently like flames bursting out of the wall. I like briefly leave the apartment, but I can't find the circuit breaker. Like I find some panels that are like locked shut and I'm like, Oh crap. So DIY time is over. I call the building maintenance, mm. like on call person. And they like really calmly listen to my story. They do not seem concerned. And they're like, well, we can send an electrician over there. And I was like, yes, that sounds right. I'm waiting in our lobby for like 45 minutes. Luckily, Katie is awake because <gasps> she's in Australia where yes, people are awake. Katie Gray. And so I'm like <laughs> texting with her about memes and just like generally staying awake. 45 minutes have gone past. And so I'm like, look, if there's a fire inside the wall, um, I can't be waiting around. Like I, I'm really like thinking about torts and like if I become extra like liable because I've like waited too long to call backup you know in an emergency you're supposed to call 911 so like yeah, I guess what, what, been... what would the reasonably prudent person exactly. under the circumstances do so, Lydia <laughs> so I was like it's time to call um the true emergency service I want one <laughs> And they're like, feel around the outlet in the, and, and see if the wall is hot. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not in my apartment. It smells really bad in there. <laughs> like, I've left. And they're like, they're like okay. you don't <laughs> They're like, Fish. why don't you go back in there? Um, so I go, the smell has not really dissipated, which is, like, not a great sign. The internet had said if the smell dissipated, yeah. But... So I feel around the wall. The wall is cool. And I'm like, okay. Um nice dispatch uh operator person like the wall is cool and um i'm just gonna like i'll call you back later and if the guy doesn't show up and she's like nah that's not how this works like you're staying on the line with me until he comes oh <laughs> who does that suck more for <laughs> you or her <laughs> um definitely her you you yeah. it sucks, sucks more for her. you she oh. should be lucky to have you on oh the line. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I really was not a super good conversation partner um, at that time. So anyways, <laughs> right after she was like, we're going to hang out, he, the maintenance guy got there and um, he kind of chastised me a little bit about having a space heater at all. And I'm like, all right, first of all, space heaters are legal. I bought this shit at Home Depot. Okay. <laughs> Two. 
it doesn't say anywhere in my lease because I obviously <laughs> read my entire lease on my smartphone oh my in the lobby just to make sure. I'm dying. This is so good. <laughs> I'll have a, a space heater. Oh, yeah. Two. The space heater wouldn't, a uh, three rather, <laughs> the space heater wouldn't have caused an issue if the wiring in the building was working properly. Eh? Hey. And lastly, important context is that I don't have control over like the temperature in my apartment. I have radiators and they work, but they often aren't on. Like the building is set to like for the radiators to all kick on if it gets below a certain degree at so- wherever that thermometer happens to be in the building. I have no idea. Sometimes it's like 60 something degrees. I mean, I don't know because I don't have a thermometer, but <laughs> anyway, so I just had to get a space heater, right? Um, so anyways, he was chastising me. He was like, you should have plugged it into that outlet. That is like, okay. now that I look at it, it's a little, a little bit more productive, but I had no idea. So he just like replaces the bad outlet and then left. So the, it's not that serious of a low. I mean, I was like crouching there thinking like, wow, I just, like this building is going to go up in flames and everyone's going to have to wait in the middle of the night on a Sunday night because I wanted to be warm while watching my Korean drama. <laughs> like, oh, why did oh. I do that? <laughs> um, it was fine because that didn't oh. happen. But for a second there, it was pretty low. All That's I can... My story. Like, what does this tell you about our current sense of humor? I listen to that, and I think, well, this isn't necessarily, like, a sense of humor question. <laughs> You're telling me this, and I'm going, is this landowner liability? Like, I'm, <laughs> hold on. Well, because, okay, really quick. A landowner own okay, a landowner has a duty to, well, I guess, no, no, never mind. Because the, the duty with a landowner has to do with like a visitor, whether they were licensee, invitee, or trespasser. And their duty is to not do anything that would harm that person regardless of why they were on their land. So no, this is not that at all because you have a contract with the, with these people. Anyway. Yes, whoa. I have a, and in property law, I have a leasehold estate. I think that's whoa. what it is of them. So, you know, you're... You're like crushing it because you haven't taken contracts and property. So you're impressing me so hard right now. <laughs> that I think you should you should raise your expectations. For people. <laughs> that's my that's my thought. Um, you're whoa. Low. Well, okay. My 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 new high is that you didn't die in an electrical fire. <laughs> I was not Aww. gonna die because I had a heads up. You know, if anything, I was gonna have caused like unnecessary suffering for others let's move okay. on <laughs> well <kidding>. then <laughs> my high is that you didn't cause unnecessary <laughs> okay. suffering to others great um milo and again i think things have been pretty good recently so i'm i'm reaching a touch i'm actually reaching way more than a touch for low but um in thinking about it i would also just like to to preemptively say that this low is actually a high <laughs> I don't want anybody thinking I'm like disrespecting service, but um, tomorrow after my civil procedure class, I am driving to South Carolina to see my brother, my younger brother, 
graduate from uh, boot camp because he has joined the army. Uh, and so the low in all of this is that I have to miss two classes, which in the grand scheme of things is like not a super huge deal considering the weight of this accomplishment of his. You know, I, I wouldn't be going if he was like completing a half marathon. <laughs> or which is which is a hard which I mean that to say that is a hard achievement that is like not an easy thing to do but this is akin to like a marriage or a graduation it's it's a huge accomplishment so my low is having to make the hard choice to go <laughs> to leave I think probably I, I honestly I think these are my last two torts classes um yeah, so I'm missing the last two classes, and it's a bummer because a, I would like that content, but yeah. a one, I can get the notes. <laughs> How deep are this <laughs> outline going? We're about to go really deep. Um, one a Roman numeral one. Yeah, <laughs> lowercase a. The notes might not be as good because they're not written by me. Um, no, I mean, but like, that's really it. I, I just, and B, B being, um, I love my torts class. And if I, and I, again, I might, I, I am speculating right now. I don't know that this is my last class, but the other cohorts had their last torts class today and so I just feel like it's going to be this moment where maybe Professor Armijo on Thursday is like, and that's it. And like Mike drops and walks away. And then he thinks he's doing everybody like this big uh, favor is the wrong word. But he's like giving them a treat because they don't have to come to class next week. But really, it is a treat to come to class for me. So I'm just Aww. concerned. Yeah, I, I didn't know. really follow all of that, but. Just let me know what happens. <laughs> basically, basically, I'm worried that Professor Amijo is saving the news that Thursday is our last class meeting. Okay. For Thursday. And that I'm way, when he finishes class on Thursday, yeah, he's like, and by the way, that was it. Good Aww. luck. And I'm not going to be there because I'm going to be in South Carolina watching my brother graduate from Army boot camp. Um, yeah, but I am also really excited to see, to see him and to see him graduate, especially because my family, my parents are, you know, they can't come. They're in Los Angeles. Oh my so God, I'm, they're not going. Wow. You're the only one. Yeah. I'm like the I was going to say it's going to be great to see your parents too. No, 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 no. They're, they're going to go. So he's, he's an officer candidate school. Um, so after this, he goes to Fort Benning in Georgia, and my parents will go see him graduate from that. Oh, okay. But yeah, they just they had to take a bunch of time off this year for various reasons, so they couldn't make it to this one. So I am like the representative. I can't miss it. Would you have ever? Would your family have ever guessed that, like, in 2019, you would be living in North Carolina and your brother would be living in South Carolina after both no. of y'all having grown up in California? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> i mean honestly like we could say this for another podcast yeah, but, yeah. I mean, like, yeah there's there's no way i think there's no way anybody could have predicted 
my trajectory, much less my brother's trajectory, much less how they kind of brought us to the South. (laughs) No way. Yeah. 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 Wild. But anyway, on that low high note, I would love it if you would explain to me product liability because I'm (laughs) floundering. Transition. Okay. So, um, yeah. Welcome to Torts Study Sesh with Megan and Lydia. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> I've I've written a little uh, a very simplified introduction to products liability. Um, there's a really good lecture that I found on YouTube. It's for a California bar prep. Um, it's for California bar prep and we're neither of us are preparing for the bar at all or for anything in California, but it's just a helpful video. It's not California specific. So um, I'm going to post that. That's going to have all of the like technical correct jargon for what I'm saying. And I have created a simplified and honestly a little obscene. So please turn this podcast off now if you don't like curse words <laughs> okay yes um, so uh this is like formatted for the general listening audience you don't need to have any experience with law so this is not how i would actually be having a study session with megan if we were off air because um megan knows a whole semester's worth of torts but um just for the sake of like framing products liability and all of torts in a very simplified way uh here goes after that disclaimer whoa (laughs) torts is all about people fucking up (laughs) (laughs) and there are there are so many ways for people to fuck up because there are so many ways it can be useful for us to categorize some of these ways and process similar issues the same way and there's something unsatisfying on a philosophical level about fitting things into categories but unfortunately to proceed in understanding how tort law is currently analyzed in the u.s we gotta understand these categories so i'm gonna paint a wintry scene now that it's freezing in st louis And I will point out different characters' shenanigans as tort categories. And then we can focus on the category of the day amongst all of these shenanigans. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Did you write this hypo yourself? Yeah. Lydia! Oh, you're setting the bar so high. Okay, I'm so glad I'm going next week. I'm really not. Go. I'm really not. Okay. Okay. So we're out of school. It's freezing cold, and we have some folks. The camera zooms in. In my mind, this is all playing out right now. <laughs> We've got some folks uh, standing near the flagpole. First dude, and I haven't, I don't know how I wrote this whole thing without giving people names, but I use the word dude a lot. I'm sorry. First dude is standing close to the flagpole. Second dude is like, hey, stick your tongue on that flagpole. I dare you. The first dude is like, hell no. So far, no tort. <laughs> you agree? <laughs> yes. Second dude escalates the situation, cracks his knuckles, and he really looks like he's about to punch first dude right in the face. So first dude sticks his tongue to the pole. Assault. We've got a tort. Yes, yes, exactly. So second dude 
could be liable for assault because first dude thought he was about to be punched. So because this... he was placed in imminent apprehension okay. of contact, right? 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, so we would process that as an intentional tort because second dude's menacing actions were intentional. And the intentional part is, in my opinion, pretty intuitive. So we got a whole category of things that ways people fuck up and they did it on purpose. All right. Now dude's tongue is stuck to the pole and a teacher comes outside and is like, oh no, can I help you like get your tongue unstuck? And, you know, our protagonist nods vigorously and the teacher pulls dude off the pole, ripping way more of the tongue skin off than necessary. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And the teacher did not intend to harm our dude the teacher wanted to help our dude but there were a lot of things that the teacher failed to do to decrease the chance of harm like consult the internet on how to delicately remove him Mm. or like call a nurse over or like warm up the pole or anything so at this point right in this hypo you megan and i have taken on this dude as our client because he needs some serious help so for teacher we're gonna probably make a negligence claim which is categorized as an unintentional tort. There's just a lot of things that she neglected to do. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm simplifying this. <laughs> That's not all that goes into negligence claim. But all right, so far, we got the intentional torts, unintentional torts. But also, this couldn't be a battery because the harm that like befell our client was not necessarily intentional, right? Because battery is an act with intention to cause a harmful or offensive contact. And the teacher had the best intentions, but really just kind of fucked up, right? Um, Yeah, and I think I I wrote in there that she asked him uh, as kind of because... Oh, okay. That's why I wrote that in there. Okay. So, now, our dude is off. He's not stuck on the pole. He has finally gone home. He's nursing his wound. He puts a tongue medicine, and I am making this up because this is a hypo, okay? I'm not talking about specific medicine. He puts a tongue medicine on his tongue and becomes violently ill. He's throwing up. Basically, the medicine slightly poisoned him. So there's two instincts that I think that you could have upon learning of our buddy's new situation. First, let's fucking double down on those lawsuits against the teacher and second dude because if they hadn't acted to assault him and rip him off the pole in the first place he never even would have used this tongue medicine in the first place so uh, is that are you getting a but for causation um well but, okay so okay i was okay, i'm gonna let you go I'm gonna, go ahead I'm, gonna dismiss, I'm actually gonna dismiss that instinct for now because if we go that route we're gonna have to do approximate cause Okay, okay. Which we're not going to do. But that does seem like it would be an appropriate instinct because we're just going to be extra mad at those original offenders. Second instinct, something's messed up with the tongue medicine. We are going to sue them too. We're going to sue teacher. We're going to sue second dude. We're going to sue somebody about this tongue medicine. (laughs) (laughs) Because if our dude had scraped his tongue on his own and none of those other torts had been committed and he use this product he would have had this reaction like there's an issue with the product so Mm -hmm. we've arrived at at this special category of products liability and there might be other categories later but we can save those for another time 
Um, dude has arrived in our office. He's clutching the tongue medicine, eyes filled with rage, upset stomach. How are we going to sue that medicine? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, so we're my... in my... Wait, I okay. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> these are, I can't tell if these are rhetorical questions or, okay. We're in law school. See, because I know that you have the actual answer. So I'm just, I'm, I'm correct. Oh, trying to like, oh. Okay. 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 We're in law school. So the answer, how are we going to sue that medicine is, it depends. <laughs> and in law school, we should say, it depends it just means we need to add more variables to the equation because, unfortunately, law school is math. No one tells you that, but it is math. So you might be thinking, <clears throat> what the heck? If I can prove that, one, dude used a product, two, dude was harmed, and three, dude was harmed because of the product, if I can really prove all those things, case closed, what other variables would I need? All right, from my brief understanding, introduction to products liability, my, my very basic understanding, I think that the variables that we need to add to the equation here are where did the person get this product, who fucked the product up, if anyone, and what other alternatives to the product were there for him to use. Um, so we're going to have to say, like, Mr. Dude, thanks for coming to the office. Like, please sit down. We're just going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to start asking some questions and all of these questions get to official vocabulary terms like and jargon that are in that YouTube video I mentioned. So I'm not going to use those jargon words. Um, I'm just going to refer to that. So for where did dude get the product? You know, did did he get it from an occasional seller? Did like maybe was it someone on Craigslist who was like ten dollars for mouth medicine? Come and get it. <laughs> did, mouth fix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he get it from a doctor who knew that there was a small chance of getting this like side effect where it's where it acted like poison, but the doctor didn't tell him about it? Did he get it from an enemy who planted the mouth medicine on purpose? Whoa. Did he get it from a service provider? Like maybe there's a place where you can go to have your your mouth like like the the burn that is that you feel from having your skin ripped off. Maybe there's a, a cooling service and they cool it down and make it feel better, but it tastes really bad. So then they put on this other product so that your mouth doesn't taste as bad. And that's the product that caused the reaction, not it's just like an incidental product. Is that what happened? And then we have to ask who fucked up? Was it someone in marketing? Like did the product just market itself as a general antibiotic and not as a tongue medicine? Like there wasn't a label on it that said, don't use this on your tongue. Like had, and had the label been approved by the FDA? Did the retailer mess up? Like, was there a retailer who was trying to save money and they like delicately scratched off the expiration date and it got expired and that's why it turned into poison for our dude? Was it the designer? Like the person who made this product, was it just wrong straight out the gate? Like they got the chemicals wrong. It's not even fit for human consumption. <laughs> Did our dude mess up the product? Did he take home from 
the marketer, retailer, designer, it's it's a good product. He took it home and then left it uncapped for months in his bathroom and germs got in it. And then we also want to ask what other alternatives were there for him? Was there maybe another way to design this tongue medicine that would have decreased mm. like that was happening? Mm-hmm. And on a very fundamental level, was the tongue medicine a product? Was it something that was it not just water that came out of the tap that our dude for some reason thought was special? We have to at least have <laughs> the product. <laughs> so okay. our poor client dude, we have grilled him now. And remember, he is typing out his responses because his tongue really hurts and he doesn't know sign language. So he is exhausted. I had forgotten that part. (laughs) And we've even accused him of being the one to fuck up. So he's exhausted and angry. We try to appease him with treats. We continue. Depending on his answers, (laughs) we can analyze our clients' issues using products liability. (laughs) So what does that mean? to process some a client's issue or to analyze a client's issue with products liability well products generally can be in these other categories like the enemy question like someone could have intentionally designed a product that harms people if they're like an evil genius and batters them by Mm -hmm. touching them in a way that intentionally harms them um they can negligently deal with a product, but for reasons that are outside of the scope of this explanation, because they require going into intentional and unintentional tort analyses, if the product fails to pass the tests for battery and negligence, we might be able to use a different analysis, a little something called strict liability. Hey, <laughs> this is what really, I want to know. Yep. There's really a lot of new words that are coming in here. So you know, I'm supposed to be talking about products liability. I'm talking about strict liability. What am I talking about? But just remember, we're talking about torts and we're talking about people fucking up. And sometimes we want to be really strict when it comes to certain things that are really fucked up. Um, so like if, if the tongue medicine is extra dangerous, we want to treat that in a strict way. Can So I, can I pause you really quick on that. Yeah. Just to like fact check myself. Yeah, please. I'm sure I didn't explain it right. Well, no, because, okay, so under products liability, a manufacturer can be held strictly liable um, because they have, like, exclusive control over the product before it's distributed to people, right? Like, that's the whole thing. It's like you created a subpar product that is going to be defective in, like, one of three ways, design, manufacturing, or, like, instruction. And that's the whole jam of it, right? It's like you gave people something that was by one, two, or three, reason number one, two, or three, going to like harm them, right? Yeah. Under when we're talking about products, if we're doing a strict liability analysis, first we have to, like, there has to be, we have to establish that strict liability applies. Mm -hmm. And then the second element of the analysis is we have to establish that the product is defective and we can do that in any of the three ways that you just described. So that speaks to that element. And then we further have to establish that there's causation and damages and that there aren't any defenses for why, um, 
why a product is a certain way. Uh, so you're right that that's like can kind of be the heart of the analysis because sometimes like damages are easy and establishing that strict liability applies can be easy, mm-hmm. but saying like, but figuring out that like, yeah, the manufacturer was the one. Oh wait, no, it was the retailer. No, wait, no, it was the designer. Like that can be hard. Yeah. And where I get tripped up is different States have different rules on, um, on like products liability, like in North Carolina, they have like the example that we had in class was let's say you, you went to Harris Teeter and bought uh, a jar of peanut butter that you thought was going to be creamy, but it actually was chunky and you got, you brought it home and you, you ate it and (laughs) you choked on one of the peanuts. Is Harris Teeter liable for that? Or is it, the actual manufacturer, not necessarily the person selling the product to you who kind of acts as like an intermediary, but, but the person who produced it and then labeled it incorrectly. And depending on the state or the jurisdiction you're in, um, the person who's selling it can be liable versus the manufacturer being liable. Um, North Carolina. Sometimes you have the choice of who you want to sue. Like you might want to go after the deeper pockets. You always want to go after the deeper pockets. You <laughs> well, not if it's a harder much. case to win. You don't. I don't know if you always want to. I think isn't it like always in your best interest to go after the deeper pockets? I don't know. I suppose it depends on how deep the secondary pocket is. Like if you're if you're suing Apple. To yeah, get... it depends on how deep your pockets are. Too. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. Um, Women's pants don't even have pockets. It's messed yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, the pockets aren't deep enough to begin with. Flips table. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so that's basically my brief overview. The last thing that you might have thought about as we were talking about mouth medicine was if our dude purchased the mouth medicine, um, if it's a purchase of goods, you might be thinking that there's a contract issue there and you would be right but that's just not part of torts. That's part of contracts under warranties. So that well, shall be compartmentalized. <laughs> from this. I love one of my personal favorites is when things overlap. I mean, for me, I'm only in two core classes right now. So whenever we have an issue that kind of overlaps from torts to civil procedure or vice versa, I like love that. Cause I feel like, Oh, this is my this is my law school education in action. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking okay. of, when can I expect my O'Brien Law t-shirt? Okay, I, I check the mail received, every day. I have I haven't received them yet. Oh. You'll know because I'll text you a picture of them. Excellent. I haven't gotten confirmation that they received my check. It feels very <laughs> Will send dollar sign. (laughs) My phone. (laughs) We'll see. Um, I'm trying to think of like anything else I wanted to. Was that brief overview? I feel like maybe that was too simplistic, and that you had specific questions that you wanted to know about. No. um, In fact, what I realized when you were giving me the overview was that I I understood everything once you got to strict liability and the types of defects, it was like the setup that kind of confused me, which I think was the opposite of what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, 
I, I had a similar issue. Like when you look at different supplements, it'll be like products liability. It'll only mention those three things. But honestly, this this YouTube video that I'm going to post is worth a listen. That's what I was listening to when I was deep cleaning my microwave. Yeah, I, I look forward to hearing that because there are just, I mean, the question that you asked me to suss out, which we'll save till next week. Um, I was going back in my outline looking for info and I was like, huh, I don't, this might actually be a deficit for me as well. It's, um, so that the question I asked you, um, uh, exceptions to, but for causation, when you're establishing causation in a negligence analysis, um, I thought I understood cause there's just a list of like exceptions to this, to how to establish causation. And then I just got it wrong on my torts midterm. That was my mm. bleh of the week in our highs and lows. My bleh was just getting a really like middle of the road B after thinking that I had like crushed my torts exam. <laughs> so I was like, oh. Well, for whatever it's worth, I got, we have two midterms in our torts class and um, they're not like weighted on your grade at all, but you get feedback back. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't actually get a letter grade, but to quote my torts professor, he said that he looked forward to my next uh, exam okay. because he thought that what I wrote on this one was mellifluous muckety muck. <laughs> um. <laughs> I can't, I truly what? can't, even, I can't even be angry at it because, uh. so here's the thing. Here's the thing about law school. <laughs> <laughs> Let me okay. tell you. So I've spent the last trimester learning how to do IREAC, which we've talked about before, issues, rules, explanations, applications, conclusions. And I feel like it has been just like beaten into my brain how to format a response to an issue. Yeah. Right? Apparently, on my torts final, that is not at all the format that our professor wants, he wants you to just like cut the bullshit out and just say exactly what the issues are and apply the rules to that fact pattern and, and then let him know what you think the outcome will be. So on my first, it's like an, irk. It's like an, <laughs> an or it would be an it issue sounds like rule. <laughs> no, cause it wouldn't be like the explanation portion wouldn't be like, well, based on the holding in this, court's decision and oh, blah, blah, okay, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, gotcha. Anyway, I, I realized in doing that, that midterm that torts is actually just memorization. And it made me feel low key betrayed by the LSAT because <laughs> everything in the LSAT <laughs> made me feel like, like you couldn't, like you couldn't possibly cheat on the LSAT because you can't memorize anything. You know, you couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. It's like, you just have to like understand the way the law works or the way that reasoning works. And then I get to torts. And I'm like, no, actually like high key, you could memorize 250 things and do really good on the stats. <laughs> and it's really aggravating. Aww. Um, but anyway, he, if you it's know. comforting at all, I think you need to do all that memorization and understand all of it and be able to apply it. <laughs> Does that, that make is, you feel better? Wow. No, not comforting <laughs> at all. Because I feel like I've worked really hard on doing one uh, of those two things. Yeah. And you can guess which one it is. 
Um, so long story short, I bought the Emmanuel's lot of you did towards towards edition. And I will be them. Yes. And actually, if you are still listening to this podcast right now and you have and you've purchased this flashcard set, still are listening. Of course, everybody's still listening. Okay. Listen to me right now, listener. (laughs) You hear me now. I got this set of flashcards. Guess what the first thing I did was shuffle them. What? Why'd you do that? Not shuffle (laughs) them. Because I thought. Okay, they're like broken up into six different like little prepackaged sets. And I so I didn't I wasn't stupid enough to like open up all the sets and shuffle the like 300 cards together. But I did shuffle within that section, the cards Um, still don't advise that because didn't realize this till afterward. They are all uh, in succession. So yeah, (laughs) and some of them are like a one, a two, a three, a four, a five. Actually, it's the other way. It's like 1A, 1B, 1B, 1C, that kind of thing. Anywho, uh, so I shuffled all of them together, realized what I'd done, and then spent an hour putting them back in the correct order. So don't shuffle them. I could be. Or I could could be loathing myself (laughs) for what I'd done and watching The Office on repeat. So (laughs) that's what I did. Oh, man. (sighs) Ah. I don't have to. I have another thing to report back on. You reported back on flashcards. I've got my Halloween costume to report back on. <gasps> I checked the other day and you were doing very well. Okay. My, well, so the listeners don't, might not know this, oh, but pardon. the website above the law, which is sometimes funny, um, they have a Halloween costume for legally, for legal themed Halloween costumes. And so I submitted mine, the Ghost of Coverture uh, Bride bridal outfit and so i was part of their like finalists there were absolutely no stakes for this competition by the way i had nothing to gain um but got second place wait so it ended yeah it ended yeah like it was posted it was posted on i guess last tuesday because i hadn't known about it last monday when we recorded Otherwise, I would have mentioned it, but I did put it on our blog, and yeah, there were I yeah, I'm pleased with second place. The first place winner was like a a big group of people who all dressed the same. So if they hadn't won, I would have like kind of questioned their ability to organize because like each of them just <laughs> right. needed to ask like two family members. And their well, also and their they set. they clearly could organize because they all yeah, they, orchestrated. They were all, yeah, they were all dressing like the professor. Imagine coming to the class and all your students are dressed like you. Like that's pretty cool. <laughs> but also imagine being that professor who expects it every year. Wait, do they? I didn't read that. I, yeah, I thought that I read that. That it's like this is a tradition oh. of this class. That, like everybody oh, comes dressed well, as the professor. Okay, that's yeah, well, we're going to leave that one up to the <laughs> listeners to decide. Abovethelaw.com, Ghost of Coverture. We'll find it. Also, okay, so um, one other thing. I'm kind of wrapping up. This is like my last uh, like announcement that I have. But I'm going to put on the blog uh, the petition to support Rodney Reed, who is on death row in Texas. Um, he has been on death row for years. A lot of evidence has been brought to light that could exonerate him if they chose to 
review it. And um, so there are just literally millions of people calling on the governor to take action and not let him be uh, killed. And even the EU. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Whoa. Um, So everyone who's listening to this should sign that. Uh, I think the death penalty is abhorrent, but even if you believe in the death penalty, um, if you believe in like fairness and Mm. everyone having a fair, yeah, it's just, it's just something that just everyone should agree on. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, not that we're plugging our own political opinions, but Lydia and I absolutely agree on this front. (laughs) I really think this surpasses like so many other political divides. It's just like, do you want someone to wrongfully? Yeah, no. No. Yeah. Nobody's for that. And if you are, then Mm. you're one of the people I hope are not listening to the podcast. (laughs) I don't want anybody listening to this to be for the wrongful killing of people. Yeah. Please stop. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any last... uh... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm losing it. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Okay. Two last thoughts. One, shout out to all the listeners because y'all have been writing in and it's been making our days. You know who you are. You know who you are. (laughs) Um, And secondly, if anybody has any like hot tips about Fort Jackson in the next 24 hours, uh, your girl's never been to South Carolina and never been on a military base. So feel free to hit her up. Yeah. Yeah. And third, third thing, if you hear my cat in the litter box in the background, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I told her to stop, but she, she's just doing her thing. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. I gotta say, I, man, I came into law school following maybe one or two cat Instagrams and <laughs> I have branched out like the amount of cute animal content that I've needed has really increased i have been following some otters i'm following some raccoons um i'm following some, yeah i'm following okay i'm following some otters in japan some raccoons in korea some pig a pig in russia like any if there's a cute animal in the world with a good instagram presence i'm gonna try to follow it well i have That's some hot racks for you um and on that note Okay. <laughs> loyal followers and disloyal followers. If you're here at minute 58, we love you. We appreciate you. Love you. Bye. Bye.